Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through View 567. Today we're going to take a look at Manhattan Project Energy Empire. Now this is not an expansion to Manhattan Project, which came out I think three or four years ago. Now the original Manhattan Project was kind of a worker placement game. Uh, each player was sort of a country trying to build and develop some of the earliest uh, nuclear bombs, uh, plutonium and, and uranium bombs. This one has nothing to do with a nuclear energy per se, at least not with building a nuclear bomb. It does have a little bit of nuclear energy in it, but it is sort of, uh, I would almost call it like a sequel to that because that kind of took place during World War II and maybe this is afterwards. Things have settled down a little bit. Each player gets a kind of a choice of nation that they can uh, be, and then they are trying to just kind of manage their infrastructure, uh, building various kind of buildings and using them for actions and trying to get the most points. And it has a worker placement mechanic that is just like the mechanic that's in the original Manhattan Project, but from that point on, the games diverge pretty completely. <laughs> so let's jump in and take a look at how the game works and then I will tell you what I think of it. Okay, here you can see just about everything that you get in the game. I've sort of set this up uh, as a two-player game for right now. It does play uh, one to five players. I haven't tried the solo game. But the basic gist of the game is that you're going to be taking your workers and each player is going to start the game with three workers and these are nice and um, pretty thick little worker tiles there and they have just kind of different illustrations on there but those are sort of meaningless in terms of the gameplay. So you're going to start with three of those and you're also going to start with three energy in your color and these are these little lightning bolts here. Now throughout the course of the game you're going to possibly acquire uh, more workers and probably acquire more or less energy. Now the energy you're going to lose at the end of kind of the your worker placement uh, round and I'll kind of explain how that works here in a minute and the workers that as you acquire them you're going to keep them. So on your turn you're going to be doing one of two things. You're either going to be putting a worker onto the board and then possibly distributing them then amongst some buildings. As you get buildings, you'll put these uh, next to your player board here, and you can put workers or energy on those to activate those. And, or you're gonna be taking your workers off the board and discarding any leftover energy and doing what's called a generate. So you either place workers out or you kind of generate energy and goods and so on. Now the first thing you're gonna do in the game is you're gonna shuffle up these cards and these are gonna show various different nations of the world. You're gonna give each player two and then they're going to choose between them and you're going to get a couple of things. This is the starting sort of resources that you get. So West Germany will get a coal die. You can see there's different colored dice. I'll show you those more in a minute. They're gonna get some oil and a couple of steel. United States will get three oil, a science and two money. And then you choose one, so let's choose the United States. And then we'll keep that and get the starting resources in addition to a little bit of starting money that's gonna change based on seating order. So somebody will get some money plus your resources here. And then each uh, nation here has a different sort of action or ability they can do to move up the UN track. So you can see this is steel and oil and this is oil and two dollars for the US to move up this UN track here. And whenever you activate that, you'll move up here. At the end of the game, you're gonna get points equal to where you're at on the track. And you can have multiple people in a row, uh, but the person to first get at the last one there, they're all by themselves and everybody else is locked here in this second space. You also get a bonus for being the furthest up the track. 
so you would get three extra points. So no matter where you end up here, if you're furthest on the track, you'll get three extra points and ties are divided and rounded down. Now on the other side of these cards here is a player aid. So it's gonna show you either the work phase where you place workers out or the generate phase and what the steps are there. Now on the board, there are sort of three main areas here. And you can see I have these different decks of cards that sort of correspond with that. You've got your sort of civic buildings here, your kind of industrial types of buildings here, and maybe your more science-y, learning kind of buildings over here. So let's zoom into this spot here. So when you put a worker out, you can see these little spots here with the icons that shows you where you can put a worker. So maybe I'll put a worker out here and I'll just simply get a steel or I'll go out here and at that point I can drill for oil, which I'll explain in a minute. Or I can go here, for example, over in the finance and I have a choice actually in this space. Either I can just take $2, I could take $3, everybody else gets a dollar, or I take $4 and everybody else gets $2. So th this bottom row here has your kind of resource collecting and gathering spaces. And then these spots up here are spots where you can buy things. Now you can see at the top here, you have the different value that you need to pay. So you can either pay two bucks and a steel, or excuse me, two bucks or a steel, three bucks or a steel, or four bucks or two steel, and you can get this. So let's say I wanted this one here, I paid a steel for it. I would take this here, and this you can see this is gonna give me three points at the end of the game, and give me a cool ability where I can actually uh, take steel and convert it into a clean action where I can clean up pollution on my player board. Uh, so I'll take that, this will slide down, and then a new one will come out so they will get a little bit cheaper there. Now, the other thing to keep in mind with this is let's say red's gone here, and then yellow also wants to go here. Or maybe red's gone uh, down here, and now yellow wants to go there. So yellow can go there, this, uh, red taking this spot does not block it, but yellow can go here and they have to build a stack of, uh, of cardboard here higher than red. And the way you do that is you take a worker and then you put your energy underneath it like that. So now I have sort of two sort of workers, but you can't stack worker on worker. You can only stack energy underneath the worker there. So if red wanted to come back here, they could, they would just have to build a higher stack because now this yellow player has one worker plus one energy. We would need at least one worker plus two energy. And you could spend more if you want to kind of drive the cost of that up. Uh, there's no reason you can't do that. So that's one of the ways that the workers and the energy is used. Now, after you place one worker out, possibly on a stack of energy or not, you can then activate any buildings that match the area that you're in. So if you go to the green area, if you've got a couple of green buildings, you can immediately activate those. Uh, and those are only yours to activate. If you go to the yellow side, if you've got any yellows, you can then activate those yellow buildings. Well, in this case, we went and we previously got a brown building. So maybe we go here to the mine, we get that. We already had a brown building from a previous turn. And off to the side of our board here, you can see we've got this landfill that I said before. So now we can take and activate as many of that same color buildings as we want. So maybe we had another one here, we had these two. And then if you have any workers or energy, you can see this icon here. That means you can use a worker there to activate that. So we could do that and get a oil barrel. Or if we had some extra energy left over, we could also put that out here. And so you can, as the game goes along, you start to get more and more buildings. Maybe you specialize in a certain color. Maybe you're more diverse in the different types. You can then start doing a lot more on your turn in addition to displacing a worker on the board.
So what happens when you run out of workers or maybe there's uh, nothing you really want to do right now, but you want to pull your workers back? Well, you're going to take all the workers off of your buildings and off of the main player board and put those back onto your board here. And then you're going to discard any energy that you have. Now, you could be that you have some leftover energy and workers that you have not spent. Uh, if you have a total of two, let's say I had one worker and one energy, if you have up to a total of two of those, you can take another achievement. Now, the players will start the game off with one achievement face down. They can, of course, look at it. These are going to be uh, in-game bonuses. So in this case, one victory point per unpolluted forest space in your environment. You can see you've got sort of sky, land, and sea. And you do start off with one pollution. Everybody starts off with one sort of sky pollution there. And so you want to keep your forest space clear of pollution. And then you can get up to a maximum, obviously that maximum of five uh, victory points from that. So again, if you decide to do the retrieval where you generate, you can go and pick up another achievement for possibly more bonus points if you have at least two things here. And these are selected here. These are face up, but then you'll take them and uh, put them face down, and then you'll draw a new one to replace that. The next thing you're going to do when you pull the workers off is you're going to possibly refine oil. And you can see maybe you collected some of these oil barrels during your turns. You can spend up to four of these. So let's say I had four and I spent them all. And then I can take up to four of these brown oil dice here and roll these. And I can also roll, let's say I, during my turn, collected uh, these two dice, maybe from previous turns. So the oil dice you're going to roll and then throw away, but any dice that you collected on your turn of these other colors, you're going to keep. And you don't have to roll all of these, but usually you want to roll them all. So maybe I'll roll all of these here. Let's just take a look at them. And so you're going to count up all of the lightning bolts, and then you're going to add that much energy uh, for your next turn. So you can see getting these dice is pretty important because this is going to beef up your actions. You can build big stacks of workers to put on the main board, and then it's going to give you more uh, little widgets to activate the different buildings that you've bought. So thinking about uh, using these dice is very, very important. Now, the next thing you're going to look at after rolling these and counting up and giving yourself the energy is you're going to look at this number here. And so you're going to find that die with the highest number. In this case, it's an oil die. It's a five. So in this case, we're going to get a pollution. Now, if this blue die had been the highest number, let's say we rolled it on the six. There's the six there. Let's say we roll that. Then we would look at that die, and there's no pollution for that. So then we're good to go. We're not going to grab any pollution. If you had rolled a six on the nuclear die there, and then this one was less, then you would have to take nuclear pollution, which is worse than normal pollution. If there's a tie, you choose whatever is most beneficial for you. Now, when you go to take pollution, you're going to take it from this track. If you did not generate pollution, let's say the highest was the blue die there, you're still going to take a pollution. You're just going to discard it out of the game. But in our case, we rolled high with oil. So we're going to take this one here from the leftmost stack. And then we're going to put it on our player board. And when you put pollution on here, you're going to put it in usually whenever, wherever you want. Sometimes when you buy certain buildings, like this one here, you can see this one has a little symbol that when you actually buy it, you have to take a pollution and put it in your sky. And again, that's going to have to be from this track. You're always going to be taking pollution from this track. And this is basically the way that the game is going to end. As we go through and deplete these stacks, and each of these has four on them right now, it's going to change based on uh, player count. But once you get all the way through here, you're going to trigger kind of the last phase of the game and everybody's going to get a turn again, including the player that caused that uh, to be triggered.
uh, but you're also you know get pollution from other ways in the game as well and it's just a couple other notes about your player board you can see here uh, anything that's not polluted is going to give you victory point so you do want to try and keep that clean and also you can see these columns here on the right if this column for example is totally clear then you will get one two three points plus a bonus of three now the other couple of spots to note here you can see these little oil symbols here if you take that action that i showed you earlier when you do oil drilling you'll take one of these tokens like so and it doesn't really matter which side you put it on but you've got the seaside and the land side you'll put that there and then you'll take three barrels of oil so the other thing to note as you clear these spots every time you clear one of these you're going to draw one of these global impact cards you're going to have three green ones and then three red ones as the game progresses you're going to flip this up you're going to look at a couple of things everybody's going to score their player track and you can see in this case you're going to score your land so anything that you have not covered up is going to give you a victory point and then you're going to recycle one sort of set of buildings so all the buildings in this section in this case are going to get discarded and then we're going to get replenished and then there's going to be some kind of action or some kind of state effect that's going to change the course of the game sometimes good it seems like it's usually bad <laughs> so you're going to do those and as these go along uh, you can have actions that actually allow you to peek at these and prepare for them so you can see like oh, okay we're going to be scoring this so maybe when i put pollution down i won't put it there or you know some special ability is going to change the sort of value of something so you might prepare for that and I think that's pretty much the gist of the game. The only things I haven't mentioned are uh, your special UN powers. You can see you can activate those. These, it doesn't matter which sort of column of worker placement spaces that you go to, you can always activate these. You can only ever activate these sort of once per round until you pick them all up. You can put, uh, you know, once you put a token on there, it's sort of blocking that until you do the generate. Um, the dice actions are here. You can go and spend different resources to get dice. Uh, there's also these plastic tokens here. This is just another resource in the game. These are the science tokens here. Things will give you science and you can spend science. Uh, when you do a clean action down here, let's talk about that. When you do a clean action, you can do a couple of things. You can remove an oil well, or you can remove a pollution. Or if you have, let's say, a nuclear pollution here, you can flip that over and reduce it so it's not as extreme. Uh, you can, let's say, sometimes you get uh, two clean actions. For two clean actions, you can go one, flip it over, two, remove it. Or maybe, you know, one, two, remove each of these. Okay, so that is Manhattan Project Energy Empire. And this game really kind of snuck up on me and surprised me. Uh, one thing I did mention actually was the two-player variant, and I'll talk about that now because I want to talk about player count, is the only thing you can do on a two-player variant is you take one of the player colors that's not being used and then leave it on the different three spaces where you can actually buy the building cards. So that in effect drives up the cost of workers that you have to place out because you know you got to place a worker and then an energy underneath it. That's the only change, uh, and it actually works uh, very, very well. Uh, as a two-player game. I've only played it two and four. I assume three-player works, but <laughs> so I played it twice four-player and once two-player, and it's really, really a very open and sort of malleable game. You can kind of do whatever you want because you're not really restricted uh, with, by being blocked by a worker. You've got to spend a little energy. It's going to cost you a little bit more, but that's just a consideration to kind of bake into whatever calculation you're making. You're like, okay, so I can go here. I really want to do this. I got to spend this energy but do I want to keep that energy to then spend on all these buildings that I've been collecting and activating all these cool special powers? So you've got to really balance that out. And then the whole thing about like, you know returning your workers and okay, do I keep some back so I can get an achievement? How many points is that going to be worth? Or how many points do I think it's going to be worth? How much do I worry about pollution? Because 
you could go full bore and leave your board kind of mostly polluted, uh, you know, and then just have, you know, you lose some points here and there, but you're going to get a lot more points maybe out of buildings. Some of the buildings have the points on them. You know, you got the UN track to worry about, stuff like that. Uh, some of the achievements and things are going to sort of dovetail off some of the, you know, the actions that you spend normally on your turn. Uh, so it's very, very open and free, and you're going to have, there's a lot of selection of the different buildings that uh, can come out, so it's going to be very different usually each game. Uh, it is pretty much kind of multiplayer solitaire. You don't interact too much, but you can get at each other and sort of block and things, especially in the two-player game. You can kind of see what they're going after. Uh, you can kind of specialize, uh, as I've seen, you know, plays with several different folks now, and lots of different things. Some people try to go uh, that one color building. So the one thing I've seen is like the brown side. That's where you get your energy dice. And so if you go there, uh, you know, you activate, you get some dice. And if you have brown buildings, which you've bought on the previous turn, you're going to be able to activate those. So you can kind of really get a nice little engine-y, snowball-y kind of thing uh, going on there. You can focus on maybe the cleaning side. Uh, so you can kind of bounce between, uh, you know, not worrying too much about the pollution. And you can go here and get the clean uh, buildings and trigger off of those. And then over on the other side, on the right, you got like money and science and stuff like that. Uh, so, or you can diversify and have all different kinds. So no matter where you go, you at least have one or two buildings that you're going to be able to activate. So there's a lot of you know room to play here. And the game does play uh, pretty quickly. Uh, we plays about an hour or so. Even with four, we played with four. I haven't played with five either. I keep forgetting it plays with five. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, maybe with five players it would go an hour and a half or something. But uh, the pace of the game doesn't change up too much. You just have like a little bit higher stack of pollution you've got to chew through. Uh, the one thing that was kind of interesting is this whole global impact. And at first, it kind of seemed like a little random. I was like, oh, crap, I lost this, you know, uh, points on this. And, uh, you know, I didn't have a, a great thing. And it made me flip all these pollution tokens to nuclear and so on. But some of the actions allow you to peak, and that's very, very uh, important. So anyway, the game is really good. And, uh, you know, like I said, I think this is one everybody should give a look at. I did see it on some folks' top 10 lists of like 2016 best of lists and stuff like that. So I was like, hmm, maybe I should get this to the table already. Uh, I just got it probably right around Christmas time. And so we, we played it a few times and I was like, wow, this is good. I can see how people would really get excited about this game. Uh, and this is going to give you uh, an, a lot of replayability with the different buildings and the kind of different styles of play that you can do. Um, and, uh, and it plays really quick. So it's got that nice, it's got good strategy. Uh, it's fun. It gives you a wealth of choices and those kind of build up as the game goes along. It doesn't take too long. So that's got a lot of bang for its buck. Uh, so definitely give this uh, Energy Empire a shot. Thanks.